Y'all, this is your host with the most who have a toast. We are on the Foul Leader Podcast, and I'm here to talk some Nova, Nova, Villanova, you know. Um, on this title, you talk about Caleb Daniels and Justin Moore. I don't think that's emphasized or appreciated what type of scores that Villanova has. And these two are probably the most deadliest right now, proven deadliest. Um... Let's get right to it. All right. Justin Moore, last year, you know, you look at both years. Um, he's progressed from 11.3 points to 12.9 points. Um, you look at his uh, free throw percentage went from 70, 71% to 77%. The three-point percentage went down. He started shooting more. Uh, he made more and more efficient. He was 39% last year, 31% this year. Um, as far as two-point percentage, he was hitting 55% of those and was only 44% last year. And he hit 41% from the field last year and was 44 this year. So, you know, he was he was doing more inside game, taking you out dribble, you know, um, th- posting you up. That was happening. And, you know, he was really throwing up, you know, you shooting more three-pointers. It just was more inefficient, that's all. I think this year that goes up. It goes back to the 39 40% clip. It could be 41%. At the lowest, he'll hit 35 36 But he's going to be a danger from there. He's always going to be a guy that's going to hit about two three-pointers a game that you got to worry about. Uh, efficient, efficient score. Um, He went from 1.9 assists to 3 assists. All right, 2.8 rebounds, 3.8. This is more of an all-around game. And so he, he's just going to be – we talk about the, the, the Colin Gillespie's. We talk about the Jermaine Samuels. We talk about the Brian Antoines even more than we talk about Justin Moore. And even when Jeremiah Robinson Earl was doing this thing, if you think about it, as good as Jeremiah Robinson Earl was, Justin Moore, you're looking at all these one-and-done guys that came out last year. I mean, he hit 44% from the field. 41% from the field, but he hit 39% from three last year. Those stats that you're looking at show the same progress. You're looking at LaMelo going overseas. I just think Justin Moore, he's, he's played international ball. He's, to me, the most underrated player of that class. You know, he came out that one class, 2019, and I think he's just so underrated. He came right in the impact for Villanova, a tough Big East. People are not even talking about that. You look at all the Villanova. You look at Archie Diagono coming in, how he impacted. Look at all these guys that come in and impacted. But nobody really talks about the freshman year of Justin Moore and how he came right in right away. Just like Archie Diagono, he came in right in right away. Double figures, scores. He, his, his turnovers went down last year, 1.8 to 1.5. Like, not only did his assists go up, his turnovers went down, which is letting you know the type of ball handler that Moore is becoming. Now, we go to Kalib Daniels. Kalib, of course. Of course, Kalib Daniels is a player that um didn't start with Villanova. Alright, um, started with Tulane. A team that wasn't winning games. You look at the points, 6.4 his first season. 
he was hitting 39% his first season, just like uh, Justin Moore. 44% from the uh, two-point, 42% from the field. 1.5 assists. Uh, but this, this was just his first year, 18 minutes, showing the spark. The next year, he scored 16.9 a game, 5.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Uh, he went down in his, his field, free throw percentage from 80 to 68. He, um... He went down in three points, 39-34. He went up in, in um, field goal percentage, 42 to 44. So we're we're talking. Um, that's the season that Villanova was like this guy, yeah. So he comes to Nova, and the red shirt of the year comes in. What does he do? Now he went down some. He did. I mean. He scored 9.6 a game. As as the season went on, you saw him kind of disappear in the mode. But, you know, and he went down in field goal percentage. He hit 41%. He started, you know, sometimes you start throwing up shots, really trying to make a difference. You know, he's just figuring it out with his team, and, and it was a great job. He shot 38% from a three-pointer, 79% from free throw. I think we need to analyze that because it just is not letting you know how dangerous he can be. I mean, we saw the games where he – Totally, we're gonna get into all the games that these guys show where they was at. All right, this is a these two guys are gonna be the most dynamic, dangerous scorers. They can shoot from the outside. They can drive on you. I mean, you know, they they put Caleb can 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 always be put at the three now. I mean, we're talking about you know a lot of players. We're talking about um guys like Slater and Antoine, but. If you look at you look at guys like Daniels, he's, he's played there. He's going to get the opportunity there. This team doesn't only give Jay Wright the opportunity to be deep. He can have so many lineups, man. And Daniels, I'm going to tell you, Daniels can play at the 2, 3, or 1. 1, 2, or 3. And still be effective. So, it really does a lot for this Nova team, knowing that one of your top scorers can play three different positions and still be effective. I'm really uh, high on both coming into this year, super high. So, um, get right to the games. When we come back on Follow Leader, we will get back into some games. You know, I'm back with the theme song. You know, I just be on the go, man. I be trying to get y'all the news. That's how dedicated I am to my fans, man. Like, people that, that mess with me, like, I could be on the bus. I could be... <laughs> Wind be blowing, I'll give y'all a, a, a forecast, some news, because sometimes, you know, recently I took a little break because, you know, my parents, and I needed it. I tried not to take a break. I tried to fight it like, yo, I can fight this, I'm strong. Yeah. I needed a break, man. And it was great. Came back, amped up. I'm so motivated now. It's just real good how this team's gonna look now. First, we get into let's get into some 2021 games of of Caleb Daniels. When his first game, when he came, he was 14 points, uh, three for three, or five for nine, excuse me, from the uh, field, two for six from three pointer, uh, three rebounds. His first game, 14 points. I mean, his first 14 points against Arizona State. 
He came in. Five rebounds, four assists. Uh, two for four from the three-point line. Five and nine from the field. Seven for 14 against Virginia Tech. It was it, Boston College, Arizona State, and Virginia Tech with some games to start with. He showed immediately, immediately that he's an impact player. You know, he had 11 against Hartford. Instantly came in. All the hype they was talking about, he showed his impact. Now, let's look at some bigger games like Georgetown. I mean, it's always a big game in, inside against Georgetown. They're always going to play tough. 18 points. 5 for 9 from the tray. All right. St. Joe's. Big 5 game. You know, teams play you every year. This is a game you better not step up. This is a team that's not as good as you, not even by one second. But they can get you because they play you every year. They know your system. So you better be on your So this shows if you're a good team or you're slipping. Because you let a team that sees you every year that's not better than you, but knows your offense, but is not better than you, beat you. So they, they didn't beat him. So he had 19 points. He was 3 for 5 from long range. Uh, you look at games like when they played St. John's, that was a big game for me in particular, and he had 16. You know, St. John's is always a tough, real tough team. Georgetown, you got to respect them because they always play tough too. They won the Big East tournament. All right. Uh, looking at games like um, if you want to really make a big point, about, you know, that's when he really, after the St. John's game, he kind of deteriorated. I mean, that St. John's game, he, he, he four for six from three. After that St. John's game, you see 10 points against Butler, which was a loss. Um, and Nova lost a lot of them games he wasn't contributing. When he was, when he went, listen, when he plays good, Nova's good. They were five and two in games where he scored 14 or more. I feel like when you put him... And the opportunity and the part to win. I mean, it's not it's not a hard. It's not really hard. Virginia Tech wasn't a blowout. Virginia Tech came in there, ranked team, boom, got them. Like that was a little different. All right, that that was like Tech. I mean, they, they just got finished winning the tournament. You know, Boston College, Arizona State. They were playing guys and playing great teams, and they messed around and. Here we go, Texas was a big team they played, and, and they won, but, you know, Virginia Tech came along, and was just right up on them. That was just it. Like, um, they had played games, and they had won games. They, like I said, they won a tournament, and here come Virginia Tech. And which was, this was no slouch team. Everybody was like, Virginia Tech be running over. This is a ranked team. They was good all year long. So if we want to get deeper into Caleb Daniels, the team is absolutely it's a championship type of team when he, he plays. I mean, it won't be a championship team if he don't play his way. They were 9-3 and three in games when he just scored 10 or more. 9-3. and three. So when you get him involved and you get him scoring in double figures, you're going to win. And you look at games where he didn't score. You know, I mean, you had um, just looking at 1-2. Three, four, five, six games, seven games, eight games, nine games, ten games, in which he didn't score. 
You know, in games when he didn't score, he was a single-digit scorer. They was 4-4. Four four. So we just have to look at these games and you got to put your impact players. Get, they have to get the ball in his hands. they got to get more running for the offense with him involved. That's how they win the championship. That's how they win. I mean, he could shoot. Looking at the efficient type of player he is, you get him into the offense, get him involved. Yeah, he had an 0 for 5 game against Baylor. He was totally atrocious against Baylor. Against North Texas, he had 11. And he had 10. That's how that's how they won in the tournament with him there. Conference tournament against Georgetown, what did he have? Three points. Georgetown ended up winning that thing. You got to get your key players the ball. He is one of those guys. Now, he was real bad against Providence. One for eight from the field. Zero for five from three-pointer. You got to get that. You got to get him. When he is on, he's on. And then you go to Justin Moore, so many big games. And, and, and his season kind of goes, you know, a little bit under the radar both seasons. But this season, scoring was different. You know, he was 14 16 to start the two Arizona State in Boston College. He was hitting for the three. He had a double double his second game against Arizona State, 16 points, 12 rebounds. And double figures as far as Justin Moore, it was 17 and 3 when he was in double figures. 17 and 3. When he scores 15 or more, the 8 and 2. I mean, he's a winner. He's, he's I just told you about Khalil Daniels. But he's even more than that. So if you put these two guys combined, Caleb Daniels, double figures every game. And we're talking about 14 and up. Let's go to 14 and up. Then we're talking about double figures for Justin Moore every game. They're going to win. You know, in games when he, he doesn't score double figures, they're two and three. I'm just showing you some records of how effective guys are. You let Moore score 15. You let... Caleb get 12 points each game. Put them in the game. Let Kyle Gillespie be a point. Gillespie's a killer. I mean, last year, he really showed you what he was about. He really showed you the type of player he was about. And and you see the type of player that Gillespie is. My next segment, I'll talk about Daniels, Samuels, and Gillespie. That's my next. I don't know where we'll start it off with that. But, you know, we get into a lot of things. Um, Villanova. Um, re- recruiting. I know everybody wants to talk about recruiting. It's just a real, we got to see what's going to happen. Um, we had to see what's going to happen. Uh, Cam Whitmore is, is the guy, and Michigan's coming for him. So it's going to be big. It's going to be a lot of other schools coming for Cam Whitmore. He's one of the highest recruits. So we got to see how this plays out. He will be a big get. Once again, another recruit will be a big get. Now, can we even more talk about just how good um Daniels and more will be when when teams want to get on Gillespie, get on Samuels, they got to worry about them too. It's going to be a time, and, and I'm telling y'all, Villanova, when Antoine started letting y'all know, oh, he's a problem every game. Because right now, people say, like, oh, injuries, this and that. When people get locked in, like, oh, he's here. He's here to stay. He's here to be here. He's going to be impactful. They still going to have to worry about Caleb Daniels and Justin Moore. When Eric Dixon start letting y'all know this year, because I'm telling y'all what's going to happen this year. Eric Dixon's going to let y'all know he's a double-double machine. He's a, he's a threat from the outside. He's going to be a beast. He is finally going to get his time because 
he, there's no big man stepping in front of him. There's no Dada. There's no no Jeremiah Robinson Earl. It's Dixon's. Dixon's job to lose. And they're big on that in the Joku. They're big on him. He's going to get time. There's no doubt about it. They they want that inside presence to be there to spell Dixon because six Dixon's only six seven, and he lost weight. He's like he's not two fifty six now. He's like around two forty. You know, um, he's ready and in shape. You know, I had him on a following the sports podcast one time. He's ready, and he can play powerful. So it's going to be some lineups where they switch Dixon over. I feel it, and let Joe Njoku play the power forward position. It's going to be lineups like that. Um, matter of fact, that's going to be one of the lineups. Slater's going to play some four. So is Trey Patterson. They can do anything with these guys. They're all effective in these positions. So. Just looking at that. Now, let's look at the games you want to really spell out. They lost against Creighton when he had 24 points. He was 3 for 5 from 3-pointer. You know, he got to the line three times, hit all three shots, 9 for 12. Even in the game, they won against uh, Georgetown, but he had 5 points, 6 assists, six assists and 8 rebounds. The 16.12 rebound game when he went against Josh Christopher at Arizona State. Um... Taking on Texas was big. He had 19 points in that game. Six for nine from the field. Looking at a lot of his all-around games. Look at the one they won against St. Joe. We had 18.6 rebounds and seven assists. I mean, he's just one of those type of players. 14.4 rebounds, three assists against Marquette. Big win. Big East win. Marquette had regrouped with DJ. Uh, Carton and, and Dawson Garcia. Seton Hall always competitive. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Letting you know, I'm just letting you know the ball handling part. Also, when Gillespie leaves, why I think Moore and Galib Daniels both take over. Look at Galib Daniels, and we know he can play point guard. It's not even, it's not even a, a he had 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists against Arizona State. 11 points, 4 rebounds. Gets Hartford. Eight points, three rounds, four assists, and then went over Butler. He had ten points and five assists against Marquette. Ball handling numbers. When they want him to be that way, he can be that way. It's not even a it's not even a question. If they want him to be that way, he can be that way. That's why I say, um, but but also in, in that regard, you still got Mark Armstrong, you still got Angelo Brizzy, you got point guard, you still got Chris Archidiakono, in which in that point, you probably want to have him as a sniper off the bench. You look at Chris Archidiakono, if you got two point guards like Brizzy and Armstrong, you might want to have Chris Archie as just one of your snipers. A guy that can handle the ball, but it's good to know he can handle the ball, but you want him to shoot. That He can shoot. I mean, one thing he showed in that tournament, and in the NCAA tournament, is that you cannot leave him open. You cannot leave Chris Archidiakono open. You have got to be a fool to leave him open. He's he's a natural shooter. This is what it is. And, and the NCAA still ain't found out about that yet. Next year they will. There's no doubt in my mind he backs up Gillespie. And uh, that's how that goes. Now, looking more at Justin Moore and the games he had. The last game of the season. Three-point percentage just started really, really killing him. One for six. Start really, he had 15 points. 
Five rebounds, three assists. Fifteen points, four rebounds, five assists. And it went over North Texas. Went throughout. Fifteen points, three rebounds, two assists. Twenty-four points, five five rebounds, five assists against Creighton. Super huge game. Uh, we're talking about three point percentage, two for seven against Winthrop. I mean, zero for six against Butler. Really killed them in a lot of games. You have to be ready to um, play your game. You had to be ready to play your game. Um, 0 for 4 against UConn. The one good game, another good game against Creighton. They lost 21 points. Really had some. He really killed Creighton. He, he's a Creighton killer. So look for him against Creighton. That's just his game. Uh, 10 points, five rebounds, four assists. Still went four from three point line against um, Georgetown. Look at the 15.5 rebound, 5 assist game against Providence. Look at the 10.5 rebound, 7 assist game. He's just ready to be that type of player. All around player. And I just really think this year puts a lot together. Okay, a lot of people say who, who else will Villanova go against? Um... I wanted to talk about, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break down, you know, one, you know, Big East, Big East teams at a time. It's going to break down Big East teams. When we get back on five leaders, we're going to break down some Big East teams. We're going to talk some football, filling over when we get back on five leader. Follow the sports podcast. We got some more for y'all. Of course we do. Now, Villanova could make a lot of moves. I've, I've seen they call me like, yo, Villanova, uh, who, who you think they'll go against leader? Well, I, I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all. And uh, Eric Wright, my publisher, Villanova VU Sports, has some good insights. You know, um, there are guys they could possibly go after, but um, Villanova has made 
a very, very good job of like, you know, okay, if they don't get this guy to go to the next class, and I think that's going to happen in more ways than one, eventually, that happens. Uh, we got to welcome Colin Gillespie for being a barstool athlete. The NIL is doing big things. I think the NIL thing is just huge, man. Really is huge. Congratulate Dante DiVincenzo and Michael Bridges, both Nova Wildcats from the 2018 championship team that are in the final. This is great. Bridges is having a breakout season. So everybody, oh, War Dog, you, you still don't think we should have traded uh, Zy- for Jair Smith? Y'all keep on listening. We would have never had Tobias Harris, and Michael Bridges would not have took us there. That's just not where he is right now. He, he's a young kid. He's not in that mode yet. He has players that spell him. He's not saying he ain't playing good and ain't being one of the best two-way players in this league, top ten, no question. But to take a team and help them to the finals and help them win and take over games, no. But you got guys like Chris Paul, they come in, boom, now you're spelled out. Devin Booker does his thing, boom, there you go. I mean, there's a lot of young guys around you. But to me right now, I would say Michael Bridges – Aiden, Aiden's another guy that's in there. I think Michael Bridges, you got Chris Paul, the best, you know, Devin Booker, the best player, than Chris Paul. And then if I had to say the third best player, uh, I'd go with Bridges, then Aiden. You know what I mean? I think Bridges is number three, then it's Aiden. All right? That's just what I mean. Think about it. Now, you talk about guys like Miles Bird. Uh, he's the son of former uh, Villanova legend Calvin Bird. One of the, um, uh, Eric Wright did an unbelievable update on the um, 247 rankings and who could be possible guys to go after. He's from Stockton, California. 66165. Uh, three star on the way to four star. Uh, basically a borderline four star. One of the top 25 shooting guards by 247 composite, but one of the top 10 and top 100 players. By 247. Very, uh, a guy you could look at, guard you, somebody that definitely be looked at as a guy that could possibly get off. Like, I, I'm really, like, high on if he can get off. I think Miles Bird's a guy to watch. Prince Ligby, a top 100 type player. I mean, top 20 power forwards in the nation. Four star. Um, yeah, Villanova showed some interest at first, but right now it's no interest going on. But they could turn back around to their role, looking at. Uh, a position of, of, of need. Alex Caraban, top player in New Hampshire. You know, Villanova loves to attack Delaware, New Hampshire, New UMass. Those type of areas. Rhode Island likes to attack those areas and come for their top prospects. So it, that could be a player they go after. LJ Thomas, another prospect. That they show interest in early, but with Mark Armstrong already there, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. We'll see what happens, but he's been, you know, another guy's been playing real good and real big. Um, looking at the recruiting, um, Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw, um, Thomas Petiz, Thomas Petiz being at Gonzaga, Aaron Bradshaw playing at Camden High School, DeJuan Wagner coached by Rick Brunson. Uh, Justin Edwards in Philly. Those are 2023 prospects. You can look for those guys to surely get some looks real soon. Um, Big time. I mean, I just feel like 2023 players has, as far as 2022, who's going to be there? Um, like I said, I told you about Prince Alec B and the type of player he is. 
what type of player he can be. And I feel like uh, Nova will go after him. Shout out to 2022's elite uh, player um, from Nova High School, Megan Aubrey, who committed to the uh, Lady Wildcats. I'll tell you one thing. Lady Wildcats are looking very talented than they've ever looked. Uh, Dennis Dillon has done an unbelievable job. Unbelievable job. Janiah Jones, Lucy Olsen, Kathleen Orell, uh, Christian Doce in that, in that class of straight lions. Just, 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 just lions in that class. Um, you have to really look at just how good that team is. Christian Dawes, uh, Janai Jones, is, it, it's a hard one between Olsen and Jones. Like, who who's my favorite? I mean, those two, I mean, you look at more games, because you know, I sit down and look at tape all day. Also, Anahi Lee Kali, don't sleep on her. I mean, this is a, this is a good class. Everybody in here can impact. Everybody on this squad can impact. Everybody. Everybody on this squad, I mean, from this recruiting class, can impact. You have to look at um, what Dylan Dylan has done. Just on her coming in here, just just scooping up some of the recruits of um, after Coach Peretta leaves, you know, a legendary coach there. You know, Dylan takes over, and that's pressure when you take over, especially the first year. I don't think nobody expects you to impact in your first year or any university, especially when you follow a legendary coach. But she did. Uh, uh, Maddie Ice is what I call her. I call her Maddie Ice. They call Matt Ryan. No, she's Maddie Ice. She Seagrass is Maddie Seagrass is unbelievable. And you got got people like Brooke Mullins coming back and um, Brianna Hurley. Like I just feel like it's it's, it's a team that's going to compete even more. You know, I think Sweet Sixteen is right there. It's a young team, so you can't expect like Bella Runyon. It's gonna be a, a Kylie Swider. These they haven't even, you know, bloodline greats. You know, her her brother was Cole. It's Cole Swider. Uh, Bella Ryan, father's John Ryan, former Eagle legend. It's in their blood to be successful. And, and you look at what they did in the high school. You just can't wait to see what they do. Um, we come to football. We got to give you the football news. Zion Tracy, unbelievable. Um, skill set at 61175 you look at a guy that can we're going to see which position but he's effective in wide receiver in which he averaged 90 almost 91 yards per uh, 91 yards a game 15 yards per catch in his career he's averaged 16 yards per catch as a receiver It's really, really obvious if they go that route. I mean, it wouldn't even be bad. It's freshman season, yeah, four touchdowns, 274 yards, 16 yards per catch. But you also look at his defense. And even though you look at three tackles in two games, did you know he had two interceptions? 
with six tackles in four games. Like seriously, we know what 2021 really, really, really brought. 2020, 2021 really brought. But he's the type of guy at his size that can really be an asset at cornerback. So we're going to see. You know, he got an offer June 29th from Villanova. If you look at what's going on, there's a lot of guys. They offer Jonathan White, who's also a guy that can play the cornerback position. But let's talk about the recent commits. In eight days, Nova went crazy. Let's talk about who they got. Now, we're looking at this team, and um, you look at Turner Inge. Turner Inge can play linebacker. He can play running back. Could have easily did that. Um, but they chose him. And they gave him the choice. They recruited him for both positions and gave him. That's how bad they wanted Turner Inge. And he's a great athlete, good impact. I think he could have been real good running the ball, uh, explosive running back. But he also could play linebacker. And like I've told people so many times, Villanova is thinking about Villanova's thinking about um, the linebacker room. Last couple of years, it's the linebacker run. They also offer three-star F linebacker J.R. Strauss. And within days, matter of fact, the next day he committed. It's just like Tanner Maddox. Once Tanner Maddox got his offer, it, it, the next day he's committing. Like, these guys, like, they, they Turner Engine was like one of the first offers they got. One of the first offers uh, that they gave out and you know, around the, after the pandemic settled down. We're talking about that offer, you know. I think he was the first one. Like, once things start kicking up, they gave him that. Time soon, I mean, these guys committed within. It really does a lot for your for your um, recruiting class. Anybody knows if guys commit early, so you can go ahead and move on to the next person, you know, because it's a lot of talk. It's a lot of time you spend, family time, trying to get guys to commit. And when they commit, it just helps you focus on other things. So, Zion Tracy is one of them, a guy that can play wide receiver or cornerback. Depends on what they want. Like I say, they always, Nova always chooses the great athletes. You're looking at um, a lot of guys, not only that, Aiden Fisher. Another linebacker they're trying to recruit. Let's see if they're going after that many linebackers. Let's see if Aiden Fisher still has that. They offer Aiden. You know, on the 28th, they offered on, they offered both of them, Strauss and Aiden, and Strauss took that commitment, rolled out. Um, Jonathan Wyatt, wide receiver, cornerback. He can play either position, and I think cornerback could be that position they're looking at. Very athletic guy, can play receiver, but cornerback is the position they're looking at for Wyatt. He's really a standout athlete at that position. Um, Brady Small. This guy at defensive tackle is something diabolical. We're going to see what really happens with Brady Small, how hard they're going after him. Um, talking to Brady. And um, so we have an interview coming up with him soon, one of the top guys out there.
you know, they've already, uh, Franklin Richardson and um, Darius Lawfield, the two guys they didn't get to get, they committed somewhere else. Jordan Dotson, another guy. This is a guy, listen, just, just pump. this guy could really be a special type of player for uh, Nova if he committed. Dotson, standout wide receiver, would be big time. Uh, in no specific order, he has a top 10. They consist of Harvard, Princeton, Yale, Lafayette, Villanova, Temple, Richmond, William Mary Penn, and James Madison. He's a big target. So, you know, the ones that stay in contact with him the most are Princeton, Harvard, Penn, Villanova, and Army. So, this could be a guy that Villanova, you're talking about who I think could be the next commitment. Jordan Dotson could be your guy. 6'4". I mean, they're really loading up with talent. This is just, I mean, it wasn't looking like this. The way the offense runs with Bolton, the way it runs with Pagan with the wide receivers, the way Ola Adams and Penny Packer are, 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 you know, coaching. They've always coached, but now they're really recruiting. I'm telling you, they're really recruiting some monsters out there. Short season, last season, this is going to be a little different, especially with Mike Rainback. So they got three commits for the 2022 class. Oh, you got guys coming in. It's big. So listen, y'all. Listen, I'm about to be out of here, man. Follow the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I let y'all know who I think will be the next guy. Uh, Isaiah Boyd is another player, defensive end out of Philly. Have the school. This is another guy you're going to have to really, really watch out for and committing. Uh, I got his interviews coming up. It's big, so he's a good player. It's gonna be something to watch. Watch Boyd and, and Dotson, the two guys to watch out for, two players to watch out for. Um, another player, a cornerback, three-star, Thomas Amiqua, another guy that we're trying to see how big he is. But who's the next guy? I think it's Dotson. I think Dotson becomes the next guy to commit to Villanova. I think he's that guy. Um, Brady Small, watch him. Uh, Tommy Amequa, I just told you about him. Just watch these guys. Jalen Husky, another guy at DB. Very talented player. Big time player. Watch out for him. Because, you know, that's why Jonathan Wyatt is so, because he's another cornerback. He's another cornerback. They're, they're obviously giving these offers, and they're saying, okay, what are you going to do? That's basically where they're at on that. Husky's a guy that's being pursued big, so... I think Jonathan Wyatt and, and Jordan Dotson are just two guys that you could, you, you, like I say, if, if you're asking me, Villanova, let's get these questions up. They've been wanting these questions. Can we also not forget about in January when they offered defense alignment, Braylon Henderson. I will be keeping up on y'all on that one. 
you know, on, on more of, of that offer. You know, that's one that everybody forgot about. It was early, I understand. But Lita Johnson is on it. He's here for y'all. I'm going all the way in. Yes, I am. All right? Now, um, looking at other players and looking at these guys and who they really got, I just really feel like that Villanova's really upgraded their team and it's going to be a hot, hot, hot fall. Because <laughs> this is, just thinking of what Ray Jerron Pringle did. And then you still got Jalen Jackson coming back. You got Devo Barley and, and, and Justin. You still got those four guys that's coming back. It's just crazy. The other thing is, how competitive is Villanova really trying to get a quarterback? Because they offered Anthony Garcia. He had a visit from Cal, uh, San Jose State, and he was offered by Nova June 1st. So we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. It's really going to be something to see if they're still going to uh, Garcia. He is a talented quarterback, very talented quarterback. He, he three-star quarterback, 6'3", very talented. So we're going to see how that goes. Alright, so I'm out of here, y'all. Listen, follow me on Instagram, Lita Johnson. Follow me on Twitter, Lita Johnson. Follow me on Facebook, my Lita Johnson page. Like my page. Um, I'm out of here, y'all. Um, follow Lita.